You're listening to Juicy Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Bacigalupo, and in this episode, we'll be talking with Laura Shook, founder of Soma Vida in Austin, Texas, and one of the founders of Women Who Co-Work. Laura is such a dynamo and such an important part of the movement. We'll get into this in the conversation, but you have to understand Soma Vida is a co-working space and a wellness center that was way ahead of the curve. She started it long before most of these other spaces even existed, and especially in the wellness realm, she's just been way ahead of that. And in particular, built something that's just been an institution in the Austin area for over 10 years now. And she's continued to blaze trails with Women Who Co-Work, an organization that has now got hundreds of members all over the world, helping to advance the interests of women-owned co-working spaces everywhere. She will also be leading the Women Who Co-Work Retreat That happens in advance of the Juicy Canada Conference in Toronto, which is taking place at the end of October. Head to canada.juicy.co for tickets for that. And while you're off checking out tickets for Juicy Canada to join Laura and myself and so many other great folks, why don't you have a listen to my interview with Laura Shook on this Juicy Podcast, episode 34. Laura, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited we get to record a conversation between us. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here, Tony. So let's, yeah, dive in. (laughs) Now, first of all, take us back to the beginning with Soma Vida. Uh, You were so far ahead of so many other folks who were kind of catching up to you in terms of the wellness world and co-working and some of the intersection between those two things. Tell me, just like in brief, your how you got into it, what your experience was like getting started with Soma Vida, and a little bit of the timeline. Yeah, I'd love to. So yes, I was an early adopter of co-working. I actually opened a co-working or a space in Austin, Texas in 2008 um, around the idea of a work-life balance model. And as I was opening my doors, I came across an article in New York Times that was about the co-working movement. And so I quickly devoured that article, went online, tried to find all the different co-working spaces. And at that time, that was actually possible that you could literally like go to the different sites because there were probably 50 or something, you know, at that time. Um, So I fell in love with the model immediately because I saw that co-working was um, embracing the values of a feminine business from my perspective. It was about relationships and connectivity and community and being open and sustainable. So immediately I said, okay, I wanted a shared open center for entrepreneurs to come and take care of their health and wellness. That was where I was coming from. How can we have on-site yoga studios? How can we have access to one another to connect with, to validate our experiences? Um, Building community as a healing modality was where I was coming from with that to prevent entrepreneurial burnout. And then co-working was coming along at the same time. And it was like the perfect match for those two to come together. It was really serendipitous at that time. And I love that you mentioned the kind of the feminine energy of entrepreneurship, because I think that's a big part of what we're seeing now in terms of people realizing that you can build businesses in different ways. And I think we 
maybe have allowed language around business to shift towards this kind of masculine centric uh, space, which leaves out a lot of room for other ways of looking at how to run a business. And, and I feel like the feminine um, energy in the co-working movement has, has been there from the very beginning. Can you expand on that a little bit more? Can you, can you help me to understand or help the folks listening to understand from your perspective what that looks like in terms of nuts and bolts? Because, and I'll just add, like, yeah. I would think that an ideal entrepreneur who wants to build a really well-rounded, long-lasting business should be able to kind of understand and synthesize both, right? Exactly. Yes. And so I believe that a business model that's balanced should have a nice aspect of feminine business traits and masculine business traits, just like we as humans possess those different energies. And yet we have lived predominantly in a culture that looked towards the masculine traits in business as being superior and as being as the desired trait. So what those are typically are much more of your um, competitive um, approach to business, more linear, rational, um, it's kind of like that really beautiful action of getting things done. So divine, what I call the divine masculine business model is effective in that it gets things done, but we've then missed the other aspect of that. The yen and the yang of that balance is that the feminine business traits are bringing forth the idea of collaboration, relationship building, being connected emotionally in our businesses to our teams towards in relationship with our clients. So building a business that actually has all of those aspects, in my opinion, is your more whole business that's harmonious. And I saw that our business culture, you know, just felt really comfortable with that masculine uh, world. Those traits were really um, rewarded and, um, you know, we're, we're thriving in the United States, but I was actually coming from living in Sweden, Brussels, Toronto prior to coming back to the States. So I spent like three to four years traveling and living in um, more collective communities. So these countries are socialist countries. They have a lot of um, focus on service and on everyone being able to um, kind of find more of this middle ground. Like in Sweden, they actually have a term called long home, which means not too much, not too little. Like we all want to make sure that people are all taken care of. And so that was very important um, to my concept coming back into the States. I was like, oh, I've been living in these more collective societies where um, I've been steeping in that mindset. And to me that they really speak to that piece of the feminine of really bringing in the collaboration, the relationship building, um, and make sure that there's like no one that's left um, in the margins that we're like coming into this together. So I just brought sort of my experience there and then my understanding of masculine feminine properties from a psychological place. And that's what, um, how I define it. And that's what attracted me to co-working because it does need to have the divine feminine to get things done. Coworking has that, but it actually just leaned more into the feminine to, to showcase that as like the future of work means we need to go the other way a little bit more to bring this balance, right? To be able to collectively work towards the future we need to leave 
the competition, linear way of thinking kind of to the side for a moment and focus on how do we get further together? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think also for somebody listening, we're talking about this with very kind of specific terminology, right? The divine feminine, that kind of thing. But in terms of the way that this distills to the way that you actually run your business, it doesn't have to uh, present itself in quite this way, right? It can be very, very simple in terms of a mindset shift. And I think one of the things you're describing that I think is so important is the culture shift that we're making when we're building these co-working spaces. So for example, like I, sometimes I talk to clients who ask me, what's the best way to advertise to new prospective members, you know, when they're starting a new space. And I can tell that their mindset is coming from this place of, well, I'm building a business. I need to throw up an ad and target the ad appropriately. So customers come and show up and, and pay for my product. And there's nothing wrong with that. But in the co-working world, especially when you're just getting started, what I have to try to explain to people is, well, actually it starts by, why don't you make a list of people that you know already who you'd be willing to sit down and have lunch with and talk to about this, right? And, and which communities are you connected to that you could connect with and, and that they could help you build this thing together? And I imagine, right, that that's a little bit more of kind of the feminine uh, approach to it integrated into basically just smart marketing practice, right? Yes, exactly. So that relationship forward approach um, is very much a cornerstone of what I mean when I talk about feminine business. And that doesn't mean that um, male-oriented, more masculine-oriented businesses haven't thought about the importance of their relationships. But I would say that they don't always put that at the front and center, and they don't understand the value of what that means to build those relationships. So yeah, co-working, in my opinion, um, is much more than a business model. It's much more than an industry. It's a movement in which we are all intentionally saying we're going to shift the energy of work from this place of rugged individualism and competition and everybody out for their own. And we're going to actually even become vulnerable in our ability to come together and say, here's all my cards. Like, this is what I've got going on. What do you have going on? Can we do more of this together? And can we be more integrated and less siloed in those approaches? Like, can we actually talk about business, but also be honest about our personal lives? Can we talk about our health and can we prioritize wellness at the workplace, right? So co-working is dismantling all those old paradigms in which things have to exist in a particular order, in a particular space that's just exhausting. And it's actually opening up kind of this heart-centered approach to being together. But I would say that it's a big shift for most people because it's a vulnerable shift to go into that level of open and you know open connectivity. So well put, and I appreciate you articulating in that in that way. I feel like, um, especially for folks who haven't been in the movement as long as you have, it's nice to kind of offer that reminder of the roots of why a lot of us got into this in the first place. Um, so, in terms of what you're focused on now, you've got your space, which you've had for quite some time. You're also leading women who co-work, co-leading it. Do you want to tell us a little bit about 
what it is, what y'all do in Women Who Co-Work, how folks can uh, find out more? Yes, I'd love to. Um, and I do want to give all those operators and founders out there some hope that eventually I did get out from behind the community manager desk that I spent so many years. Um, and after 11 years, I have now hired a management team that runs my space. So I am still operating in Austin and it's been 11 years and I have a team that's doing a fantastic job and we've in, um, incorporated a incubator program um, this fall and it's called the Unink and I'm very excited about that. It's a social impact incubator. And I then have now um, allowed myself more time to dive into the women who co-work world with Iris Cavanaugh, my co-founder. So we are very excited. We have grown from a blog post that we put out in 2016, which was like a call to all of the operators and the owners that were women owned spaces to contact us. Um, and now we're like 800 women across the globe in an online community. And just this year, we announced our membership platform. So we're super excited to kind of come from a more informal gathering online that we've um, that we've done so far and now move into a more formal membership platform with perks and resources and um, ways for us to get together in person. So thus far, we've done three retreats, in-person wellness leadership retreats in two different countries. Um, and we will be having our fourth retreat this um, October in Toronto during our uh, just preceding Juicy Canada. And so we're really excited um, to see that Women Who Co-Work, you know, was something that we put out there and we wanted to see if people needed it. And the women have really shown up and the men have also shown up and as allies um, because what Women Who Co-Work is about is really understanding the roadblocks that women that are uniquely um, facing women in the world of business and trying to go in and um, provide resources and support to equal the playing field for women in the co-working industry. So we're really proud and excited of, of everything that's come together so far. That is so, so great. And I feel like, um, I feel like it sets us a great example for honestly, the kind of culture that, um, we could all be kind of replicating in our own spaces, right. Um, yeah. whether mm -hmm. specifically to a particular group or, or simply, you know, just, just culturally that, that this is the kind of mindset that we want to kind of instill, right. Yes. And it's exciting because uh, we have an opportunity here within the co-working industry, being as young as it is and actually being rooted in um, these feminine business properties, from my opinion. You know, we can talk about gender equality and gender parity in our industry in ways that others cannot um, actually even fathom. So for example, like C-Suites, uh, recent article in Forbes, you know, names that it's about 200 years before C-suites can really achieve gender equality. They have a lot of reparative work to do based on structures that are already in place. Co-working is actually new enough that we're co-creating these structures now. And if we're mindful of how spaces are working to support women-owned businesses, whether it's supporting the founder of a co-working space 
or how we're supporting the co-working members of spaces to be more successful in their women-owned businesses, right? We have so much possibility here to achieve gender parity, to possibly be the first industry to do that in our country. I feel like co-working would be great for that, right? I mean, there's been such great DNA for that from the very beginning, from some of the earliest leaders, um, you know, women leadership and co-working has been there from, from so early on. And, uh, so I think it could be a great example and it would be awesome to have that story be told about co-working as a movement as, and as an industry really being uh, ahead of the curve for many reasons, but specifically for that. And so I think that's such a good example. Um, one last thing, uh, I wanted to focus on. So I'm thinking about the folks who might be listening to this and maybe some of these folks don't run a uh, wellness oriented space. Maybe they don't run a women owned or women oriented space, uh, but still want to be able to offer a space that is supportive and conducive to this kind of next generation cutting edge, you know, the healthier way of approaching business and, and engaging with members. And I'm curious if you have thoughts as to small steps that somebody might take to take their kind of middle of the road co-working space and really help to make it something that is special and supportive. Are there any kind of like small things you think someone could do? Absolutely. And this is a great question. And we've actually gotten people that have contacted us and have asked, how can I make my space more supportive to women entrepreneurs? um, And how can I make it more wellness oriented? So that is actually um, the place to start is to think, what are the needs of your members that I might not be um, addressing if I haven't considered their health, their wellness, and their gender, their needs there. So as a space that's more catered to women thinking about is there anything here in your space you haven't thought of that is really unique that women need so pumping rooms like a place for privacy if you have mom uh, mom entrepreneurs making sure they have a space that they can do that while it works so they don't have to go into the closet (laughs) make a nice space Um, think about your menstrual products in your bathrooms are you offering those to your members and keeping your bathroom stocked because that really makes women feel seen and welcome that they can have their basic needs taken care of Um, thinking about um, as far as just other things that you might want to ask members are we missing anything here are you feeling like this is um, a little bit does the space speak to you as a woman and um, is there anything that we could do differently because sometimes if men have come in and designed it they just may not intentionally but just seen the space through their lens so pull in your members ask them like how can we feel more inclusive and maybe not to just um, to women but like how do we feel inclusive to everyone in our community who's around you who's coming in your space and how can you make the the um, the artwork and the decor speak to everyone, right? So they feel comfortable. And then the other thing is um, wellness is actually not that hard to bring in. You don't have to be a wellness oriented space in order to bring in programming that is supporting your members' health and wellness needs. So just 
Look around you. I bet you have a yoga studio located not too far from your co-working space. Reach out to them. Ask if they would do a partnership. Maybe they'll offer a discount to your members so you can just send your members right down the street. Or you can ask them to bring in a visiting teacher to do a lunchtime yoga class or an after work. Um, you know, Try different things and see what your members like. Massage, chair massage is pretty easy to find and bring in um, a massage therapist to come in. And you have to remember all of the, so many of the health and wellness practitioners are entrepreneurs and they're interested in what you're doing there too. They have businesses that they're trying to run. So really think about how you can create partnerships so that your co-working space is helping them build their business and they're bringing you an added value of their modality and their um, class and the wisdom that they have to share. That's so brilliant. And you can see how that approach can be applied to any of a number of different directions, right? This could be used for other business purposes and things like that, where you find other organizations or people or service providers that have a shared interest with your community. And that's an obvious potential intersection for collaboration. Um, and if you've got a member in your community who is at that intersection, for example, someone who's a member of your co-working space who's also a member of that yoga studio or maybe even a teacher at that yoga studio, that person could be a really great link between the communities, help to expose people on both sides. Exactly, exactly. So sometimes we're trying to make it harder than it really is. Just look to your current resources and most likely it's that mindset shift. It's looking at okay, how am I creating a space that's inclusive? And am I actually thinking about all of the needs of my entrepreneurs, including their mental health and their needs to move and to take care of their body as well as their minds? I love it. Okay, let's get into next steps and where we're going. Where do we find you? Links, Women Who Co-Work, some of you to tell me, tell, tell us all the links. <laughs> so great. So you can find out more about the world's first wellness co-working space, um, which is at somavita.net. So that will tell you all about um, Somavita. And then if you want to find out more about the work that we're doing with Women Who Co-Work, we are located at womenwhocowork.com. And if you go to the team tab, you can read more about Iris Cavanaugh and myself, and you can link directly into my private practice tab. She and I also each offer consulting. So you can find more about um, if you're really needing to go into a more one-on-one -on -one coaching approach, we're happy to help you with your spaces. And um, if you want to sign up and come to Juicy Canada uh, and join us at the retreat, we have links on our meetup tab. So we would love to see everyone and women who co-work across all social media just look us up follow us on twitter instagram facebook we'd love to connect amazing i feel like somebody who goes to both juicy canada and the women who co-work retreat in advance of that i think it would be they'd be hard pressed not to have their life changed by the end of that <laughs> yes Yes, yes. And actually a special um, code will we give a discount. If you sign up for the retreat, we're giving $100 off for your juicy ticket. So definitely if you're coming and you do both, we're going to give you that sweet reward. It's the package deal. That's right. I love it. Awesome. Laura, I'm so excited to see you in a few weeks in October in Toronto for Juicy Canada. I'm so glad we got to have this conversation, get it recorded and share it with others. Love it. Thank you, Tony. This was a pleasure. Thank you, Laura. Keep up the amazing work that you are doing. I know it's doing a lot of good for the world. I know you know that too. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.
Shopify. So there you have it, my conversation with Laura Shook. Just so much wisdom to share, and I hope some things that you can incorporate into your project wherever you are. Again, this doesn't need to be a women-owned space. It doesn't need to be a wellness-oriented space for you to incorporate some of the principles and practices behind this. I think a great co-working space is one that has a lot of balance and has a lot of different elements in it. So hope you found some value in that. And I hope you come join us in Toronto for Juicy Canada. Check out Women Who Co-Work to find out more about their retreat in advance of the conference. I've heard nothing but good things and I've lived and experienced what it's like to participate in the Juicy Canada conference. Every one of them, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Hope to see you there. And in the meantime, keep doing the great work you're doing in your city to eradicate loneliness and help people find belonging and just help people find a place where they could find other awesome people to hang with. You're doing good stuff wherever you are. So keep up the good work and keep being awesome.